0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Milwaukee Uncut, sponsored by Central Standard Distillery and produced by Storymark Studios. Got an amazing guest here today, DJ Shauna. She is the Bucks DJ. She was the 2020 Ryder Cup DJ. She's done the women's final four, open for Lizzo. Thank big you. Like Shaq maybe. Yeah. One of the four DJs in the NBA bubble. Absolutely. Might get into that a little bit. Has her Dare to Be clothing line. Really interesting basketball career, too. A three-time high school state champ and state player of the year Thanks, at Steve. Pius. You always
1: hit me with that. Not a lot of people still hit me with it, but I appreciate that. Thank you. That's an
0: accomplishment. <laughs> Thank you. Play, played a couple of years on the Badgers, then uh, had some issues. Went to Beller, Bellarmine University. Yeah, Bellarmine and Louisville.
1: Yeah, I'll give you all the Southern. You got to say Louisville. Louisville. You got to swallow
0: it. Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. Louisville. Bellarmine. All right late in Louisville. Yeah, then there <laughs> overseas a little bit. Yeah. And just one of the nicest people in Milwaukee.
1: Oh, Richie, yeah, I don't I, pay you enough to say that, but thank you. Thanks.
0: And I didn't get paid anything from you, but I still what? believe you are one of the nicest people in Milwaukee. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It's good to see you again. Thank you. It's been Thanks. a little while.
1: Thanks for having me. Thanks to everybody for being here today too. Appreciate the audience.
0: Yeah, we got Quite a whole a gallery. Oakley shot you down there. He was going to mm-hmm. come on the couch and then went back to his mom as he always does but I'm convinced he'll warm up he might yeah I hope so could juke (laughs) the ratings up He's good on camera I throw him into a lot of our ads and stuff you know oh yeah you got to throw the puppy in there
1: absolutely yep yeah
0: um anyway your basketball career yeah let's start there you you love basketball I know you're just a basketball nut it's hard for you to eventually give up but you have a very interesting story from high school to college and some of the struggles you went through and then going pro and ultimately, um, having to give that up. Can you, I never knew life without basketball. I never had a basketball hoop.
1: I grew up literally dribbling constantly. Just would dribble all the time. I grew up on 45th and elite, um, dribble outside my house constantly. My dad would take me to parks. So I grew up playing on playgrounds across the city, whether it was, um, at Washington park or at doing or Juneau park. Like there's so many parks that I would just go, um, kept a ball in the car and would just shoot, but, um, found my way to Pius, where I was grateful to play for, I think the legendary Joel Claussen. um, there we go. That's what I'm talking He's about. Back. You like basketball too. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm convinced, um, it's one of the best dynasties in basketball in the high school level from a state championship standpoint. Um, I don't want to be quoted on the exact number, but I know it's at least 20 state championships. And, um, to be a part of something like that was just absolutely amazing. So we won three state championships, um, while I was at Pius, I was lucky to get a full ride to Madison. So I'm a proud Badger where I competed for my first two years and the, my third year, my junior year, I was medically redshirted due to too many concussions. Um, and so I was really tiny actually in the big 10, which was just a, a crazy thing to just learn. I was, I'm a point guard. I'm five, nine and I walked in my freshman year, maybe if I was lucky, weighing about like 125 pounds, just like soaking wet. This is too perfect, <laughs> and like, um, and I, uh, I just I was taking charges and um hit my head too much, and so, you know, I go back to that little kid with the basketball in their hand, and it always kind of chokes me up a little bit. But it got like ripped away from me, and that was I, um, I kind of still joke that it's like the hardest breakup I've ever gone through, and so. Finished my undergrad as a junior and a senior at Madison and graduated. Um, Was in the real world for two years, and that was when I realized, like, I just missed basketball.
0: How how hard was it to be at UW for two years and not be able to suit up and play? And then what were you doing in the real world at that point in time?
1: That's a great question. That's when I started DJing. Um, It was really tough. Um, And I think part of the story that I'm really proud of is I have never, I don't know what you call it, but I've never drank, I've always been sober. I've never drank alcohol, I've never tried drugs, I've never done anything um other than tattoos maybe, <laughs> but like um so dealing with that and I'm not that old, but it also was during a time where mental health and talking about these things like it wasn't a it wasn't a thing. Um so this it was like
0: mid 2000s.
1: Yeah, so I'm 40 and um yeah, I graduated Wisconsin in 2005. So it was you know, like 0304 and then 05, 06. Yeah. Or 0405, excuse me. And so, yeah, so it just wasn't, it wasn't a, like mental health wasn't something that we, we talked about. Um, you know, we didn't, uh, prioritize therapy. We didn't prioritize that stuff. And so it literally was all I knew. And I didn't know who I was. I'll be honest. Like when I didn't have that Jersey anymore, I identified so much as number 40 for university of Wisconsin, Madison. And that was, that was hard. That was tricky. Um, I think, though, as with anything, there's always, you know, the blessing in disguise. I got to really sort of um, dive into other stuff that I love, which at the time I got made fun of. And I'm not ashamed of it anymore. I joined the juggling club. Um, I always I just I like being creative. I I think I'm playful. And so that was something that I had a lot of fun with. I started playing the djembe drum there. The Madison has a bunch of drum circles. I would I joined there. I got my own djembe drum. Um, I joined the breakdancing club. I don't tell a lot of people that, but I I, uh, I learned how to breakdance a little bit. I'm enamored. You, with couldn't,
0: you couldn't play due to concussions and then you just started breakdancing <laughs> instead?
1: It was about a year after I got released. So for a whole calendar year, I wasn't able to do any physical activity. And then, I mean, I mean, I wasn't like doing head spins or anything like on okay. year one. <laughs> like, like, I, don't, I, don't
0: I appreciate that. I, I can't normal dance. so Yeah, hopefully things are crazy. <laughs>
1: But um, it was just I was I I realized like in hindsight how much I reached out from a, a creative standpoint. And that was when I started DJing to, um, to just hang out with my peers because I didn't drink alcohol. And a lot of my peers were in, in bars and clubs. And when you look at, I think, any basketball player, you just kind of like is the epitome of what hip hop is. Oakley's amazing, by the way. Oakley, yeah, Oakley's just <laughs>
0: sitting there. Oakley, you want to hop up on the couch?
1: You want to come up? We're. I think we're fine right now. Okay, okay. sounds good. Um, and so it was just, it. that's when I realized how much I missed sometimes life outside of basketball. Um, but I did find my way back. And so I um, had a doctor release me and I moved down south and I graduated from Bellarmine University in Louisville, Kentucky with my master's in communication. And I finished out as a 26-year-old senior And, um, I loved it. I loved every second. So it was, it was a change. I went from power five school in the big 10 division one to a division two school where we traveled on the same bus as our men's team. And I just, it was the epitome also of like the movie Hoosiers. It was the same game. I didn't matter what uniform I had on. It didn't matter where we played, what kind of gyms, how we got there. I just wanted to play. And then, uh, I made my way overseas.
0: What was overseas like?
1: Amazing. Um, where'd you play? Um, uh, mostly I was in Holland. I spent a lot of my time in Holland and then a little bit in England and Germany.
0: And what how did that fizzle out?
1: Um I got too old. I think I had I, I had guess a, I
0: guess if you're a 27-year-old rookie, your ta- time lots yeah. condensed a little bit. Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, it was. And I just tried to soak every minute of it um I as I could. Um I had a contract for what would have been my next you know professional season to Australia fall through. Um, I think they, they picked a WNBA point guard over me and, um, I set then after that, a timeline for myself on how long I was going to kind of hold on to that dream, keep working out in that capacity until I figured out, you know, I was going to have to, I, I hate saying let it go, but you have to, at some point in that regard. Yeah. So, Yeah
0: so you're you're 40 now that all happened when you're 27 you you brought it up first i
1: know i didn't want it. <laughs> i
0: know i just hit 35 i saw ian ian just hit 40. Just hit 40. oh we got it we'll get into honchella Shella yes. later I, I just more so want to know what it's like working with him he was my roommate for like six years or so so
1: you know it's um, the most amazing incredible experience
0: i don't know if i'd label it as that we can talk about that later but um it was entertaining nonetheless. Uh exactly. <laughs> But okay, so so that that happens when you're in your yeah. mid to late twenties like twenty-seven. You're forty now. Yeah. You probably picked the two hardest professions to actually yeah. make money at and make a make a living yeah. at so, some of the two. I feel like just looking from the outside, your career trajectory you've really popped off in the last five years or so. Thank what you. was it like from maybe Twenty-seven to to <laughs> yeah. thirty-five. Who knows? Before you were this.
1: <laughs> Who knows? What's the last ten years? You don't know what you are doing. That's a crazy. That's honestly the thing. I was training basketball players, so still involved in the game with um, a local AAU program, um, one-on-one Milwaukee, and um, it was that was that was life-changing, career-changing for me, basketball-wise. And I was DJing, and I never thought DJing was going to be the thing that popped off. I was kind of setting stuff up to figure out how to become how to make training elite athletes my shtick, my thing. Um, and uh, I i don't know, I don't I, it was one of those things like being in the right place at the right time because it was crazy when I learned about live entertainment and that's what I'm in now um, when you take somebody out of bars and clubs and you put a DJ um, at a sporting venue, which now we're everywhere. Like, and there's massive names as DJs, like in sports, making um, incredible impacts, in my opinion. And I learned about it through, honestly, Instagram. And I saw somehow the algorithm showed me DJ Ruscha. And I didn't know how to say this man's name. I didn't know who he was. But I think I remember seeing he was DJing um, beach volleyball. And so I go down this rabbit hole of following DJ Ruscha, and I learn Ruscha's the AVP Pro Volleyball Tour DJ he's um, the Lakers DJ and this man has DJed at the Olympics and I was like that's what I want to do and he tells the story way better um, because after that now he's my best friend and mentor and I don't remember what I said to him I don't remember like what I shot in a message I just I remember just being like this is amazing would love to learn And and that was it I remember I didn't ask for anything. What is he going to do for me in LA and I'm in Milwaukee? I wanted to be in Milwaukee and try to find my own lane in that regards. And coincidentally, that was the year the Bucks called. So I think we're now at, I want to say 2017. Um, And I don't even know how old I am, honestly. You can do the math, but-
0: um, 35-ish. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, 34, 35. And that's the first year the Bucks called and I had like four or five games at the Bradley Center as support, um, it just it was like when you scan your tickets when you walk into the Bradley Center we were just DJing
0: just right by the windows yeah there.
1: exactly yeah just kind of our 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 mission was to set the vibe for like what you were coming into um, you know Giannis was a part of the team at the time he wasn't Giannis that he is today but he was still Giannis um, and so we had there was a handful of us that um, or worked pretty consistently, but I think that first year there was like 15 to 20 DJs that worked as support. And ironically, that same year was the first year that I became Marquette women's basketball official, like DJ and host. Um, and then it just snowballed from there for me. Yeah. I cold called the NCAA and that's how that year I became the women's final four DJ um, they didn't have a DJ that they use consistently. They would just use local DJs wherever they were that year. And it just, for me, that was crazy. And there was like, no looking back.
0: It seems like in those earlier years you were doing a lot of hustling. I know you were playing at Walker's pint all the time, which isn't, isn't far from
1: here. You still go back
0: there. Right. Yeah. Which is, which is awesome. Um, it seems like in a lot in those early years, it was like you were just, kind of playing wherever you could and doing yeah. a lot of cold reach outs and hustling and trying to do that. We credit a lot of your <laughs> success to that. Thank you. You're not wrong. I remember honestly, like
1: and Betsy at Walker's point is amazing because I wouldn't be the DJ I am. I wouldn't be the person I am without her or that place. And it's special. And you can go down your own rabbit hole at looking that I think it's under 20 like lesbian bars in the whole entire country. And we have one here down the block. Um, and that was like a documentary that came out again during COVID. Um, and it's just, it's crazy to know that it's a special place where anybody can go in, but um, it's just, it's very special. And so, I, yeah, I was, I just had Walker's Point not that long ago um, for a random Saturday afternoon. That was like one of made my heart so happy. But I was literally, I would cold call places and I wasn't trying to take anybody's job at all. I wasn't trying to headline on Saturday night at Dick's. I was, like, I just seven 20 <laughs> like,
0: big time headlining at I, Dick's. I, I
1: got there eventually, but I was just like, I just want to be a part of it. I just want, and I would, I would beg, I would beg like Wednesday nights. Do you need a DJ? Do you have a DJ? Like, I don't, I just want to get in and learn and try. Um I was at hybrid. You like, I DJed a lot. Um, It doesn't like you can probably name places and I probably DJ'd there. And that was like five or six years until I realized what live entertainment was, and I just really haven't looked back then.
0: That's awesome. Thank you. Was there ever a point where you considered giving up or oh, getting yeah. a normal job?
1: Yeah, and and what is normal too? Um, and yeah, there, I mean, last year, <laughs> um, like you just don't know. Like I I am lucky. I and I mean this is right marketing and branding. I didn't go to school for any of this. And I just I'm learning as I go and I, I we'll talk about it and normally I don't. I'm 40. I'm always learning every single day because I want to keep doing this until it doesn't make sense. Um I like I feel grateful. Um eternally grateful because you you complimented me greatly in the last 5 years, I think like you said you're not wrong. I think I've just been given a bigger platform and I've learned that through sports is that working for the Bucks, people look at you differently. And as an athlete, right, we wear that jersey, people look at you differently, and they have different expectations for you. And that's something that sports always taught me. And so it is crazy that the two careers I've had are probably incredibly difficult to make a a profession out of. But the blueprints are so synonymous. And that's all all I've did in my basketball careers, I'm really trying to replicate in my DJ career and continue to use the platform in those eyes to as good as I possibly can to try to make this world a little bit of a better place. So I'm just grateful for the bucks winning a championship too, because it's just, it's so special. I mean, we were talking about before we started having cameras rolling, like what it did for the city and even selfishly for me, what it did for my career. And I'm, it's just a huge honor to have been a part of that.
0: Yeah. All right. Speaking of the bucks, let's get into you being the bucks DJ. Okay. What is something about being the Bucks DJ that would surprise most people about you, about your job that they may not. My be specific aware. job? Yeah.
1: Like, cause it differs from every team and that's a whole, probably other podcast, but, um, I, I do two jobs. Um, and so I think the prep work, honestly, I spend four to five hours per game, every home game, preparing four to five hours before I even step into the arena. Really? Mm-hmm. And that's not, and that's, that's just for that specific game. So, I mean, I'm, this is nerdy stuff, but then it, that doesn't even count everything that has happened already before those four or five hours, which I think like experience and organization, but four to five hours for that specific game, step into the arena at like noon, I think for a 7. PM game, set all, I set up both of, I have two DJ booths I set up go into a, our pre-production meeting and then hit the ground running with rehearsals. And then when we're done with rehearsals, Chris and Giannis are out on the court for their like pre-pre-game warm-up and shoot around. And Are you playing something.
0: the music for those two? Yeah. So are those specific playlists they want or do you curate them?
1: It depends on how they're feeling. Um, I usually curate them off the top. Um, some of them have opinions and some of them don't. And that's one of my favorite things about that job is, um, and now I'm going into my fifth season with them. And, uh, it's just, it's so humbling. And I just had a meeting earlier this week about, it's just one of my favorite things is like the guys knowing the music comes from me and kind of being that person It not only in game, but then like they invite, like I DJ all their private family stuff too. And to, to, to be a part of their world is like such a, such a gift because like the way we look at them and. And who they are as as athletes is amazing, but at the end of the day, they're really, really great humans. Yeah, and so I don't take that for granted.
0: That's cool. So you're you're putting four hours in, then you're arriving at noon, and then you're doing setup and pre production meetings, and you're actually DJing before the game, and then you DJ the whole game, and go home at eleven thirty. It's a long day. <laughs>
1: yeah, it <laughs> is a long day, longer than any game I ever played in. That's what it's crazy, yeah. and, and that it gave me a huge appreciation for the game. Um, obviously playing women's basketball and being a part also of like the women's final four and the people that, you know, long before (laughs) women's sports is where it was now the people that showed up and put these kind of hours in, it made me just appreciate it so much more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Question. You spoke about having a very hard time letting go of basketball. You just aged out of it. Essentially. Do you get a similar rush DJing those games or DJing, concerts that you did on the basketball court or is that just unreplicatable going from an athlete to a DJ? Cause you're still kind of physically out there.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it's a fun question cause that's the rush I've been chasing. It's like who I, I loved who I was, like I said, as number 40, um, kind of that alter ego. I was confident and not cocky. I don't think, but I liked who I was at a basketball player. That was what, like my comfort zone. Um, right? I just felt at home. Some people might be the golf course. Some people might be behind the mic. It's like, we all have that sweet spot on like the best of us, like kind of comes out. Um, And so I, that's what I've been chasing. I would, I wouldn't say that I get that high like that Bucks games because I'm there to add value. When you come, you're there to see the Bucks play. You're not there to hear me. I'm here to add value not only to the players' day, to the coaching staff, to the other team, but also everybody that's paying to come into those doors. I'm here to try to make this experience as great as it possibly can be um in the way that I can. Um, and so, but when I'm, you know, I have I'm grateful for Summerfest, I'm grateful for Milwaukee Pride Fest and like those things, like that stuff's that's crazy. More that's similar. On a, yeah, that's on a different level. And that that's the stuff um you kind of in those sort of fleeting moments um when it happens you hold on to because that stuff that that's the juice right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you play the songs right after everyone scores. Yes. How do you come up with those? Do it's, the players request them? Do you come up with them? Is it a collaborative effort?
1: Yeah. So Giannis and Chris's were kind of handed down. Yanni has had two in like his in his that's a fun bucks little trivia if you're you want to deep dive into that. He's had two songs. Um and then The other ones are are collaborative. Sometimes we pick them, um, and then they ask us to change them. And sometimes they suggest, so, like, I'll I'll give you a fun story. When we signed Jay last year, um, I got to kind of link up with him and his manager, and I told him, I was like, whatever you need. I was like, when you're warming up, like, I want to make sure, like, if it matters that you're in the right space, so, like, tell me what you like. And so uh, Jay wanted Bad Bunny, so we had uh, some Bad Bunny in the... When he was playing, and that that stuff's fun. Like I said, it's a it's cool. When uh, Drake dropped, uh, why did I just forget it At, uh, tw- with twenty one? But it was twenty holidays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Drew texts me, and I was like, I already got it, dude. So like <laughs> it was like pretty great. So that was one of my favorites too. To like, I was kind of preemptively on that, and yeah, Drew was like, Can you do this? I was like, Yeah, I'm, it's ready already.
0: Who, who's the biggest diva on the team when it comes to their music?
1: Me. Yeah, definitely me. Ah, no, <laughs> I can't throw they, nobody. Yeah,
0: i not, think... not throwing anyone under the bus. Nope. You better throw Ian under the bus a little bit for me later. Um, what would your stinger be right now if you were out there? Oh, I'm going to pick my song.
1: I have a, my second signal single is called hired of a Fighter.
0: I and listened to it last night. You did? Yeah. What do you think? I like it. You do? Yeah.
1: Do you want to know why I wrote it? Why? Do you know why? No, I don't. Can I tell you? Do you all want to know why? They're laughing back here. I wish we could. I'm gonna ask ready.
0: you about your songs later. but yeah. let's dive no, I'm right like, now. Why I don't literally
1: don't right so it's like all this is like intertwined, Richie. Like there's no there's no linear thing here, right? So women's uh, basketball doesn't have a championship anthem.
0: I did. I do remember. Mm-hmm. I watched your YouTube video.
1: So that's the goal. I'm hoping. And I keep saying it out loud, which is scary, like makes me want to poop my pants right now because I have no control over this. But I'm hoping that it becomes women's basketball championship anthem a la men's basketball has a championship well, anthem.
0: If you're the final four DJ, you can just pump that there, right?
1: I played it. I've already yeah. played it, but I want it on TV. Yeah.
0: You have any pull with the NCAA for that? We're, what working. An, what We're angles trying. You working?
1: We're trying.
0: You're a, you're I a hustler. I think, you, I think you can get We're it. Trying. Time.
1: Waiting on an email back right now, Richie, for the last like two weeks, they haven't emailed me back, but we've been in conversation. So that like I said, that's the legit truth. I don't ever BS. I don't I can't fake it. But um, yeah, that's the honest truth is that I'm hoping because I've had conversation with ESPN. um, And so I'm hoping
0: that's Love it. Yeah, thanks um going back to being the bucks dj if yeah. if one of the bucks had to fill in for you as the dj yep. who who would who would you pick
1: oh Thanassus.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah that is that. just a great hype man the best yeah
1: are you kidding me like the best that was the best day of my summer when we re-signed the you, you have to yeah
0: team morale guy I know he's Giannis's brother, but he's he's just and he can he can throw down too.
1: Did you see he just the steal and the dunk he had in um what what are they playing overseas for Greece right now? I didn't see that he stole. He's 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 an animal. Yeah, but every successful every championship team, yeah, like
0: you need you need a guy like that.
1: You do, and he's amazing, and he can DJ. I bet he loves music.
0: Who is the one guy on the team you definitely would not let take over DJing for
1: Giannis? Giannis
0: just bad taste in music or no no he's
1: got cliff? great taste in music his hands are just too big I don't I don't think the button you, are you
0: just... threw someone under the bus in the most kind way possible that was amazing I'm trying to get you to throw <laughs> someone under the bus and you just basically say it. his, his no, hands are too he big can't.
1: it'd be like Shaq shooting a free throw it's just difficult for him we got to if we he could do it but we got to make bigger gear for him
0: what, what's your coolest moment ever as an NBA DJ? One of those moments where you're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening.
1: seeing the Bucks win a championship. Other than, other,
0: other than that. Other than that. Oh. Maybe some, something that people would not expect hearing from you. Oh. You've done you a lot. You were, you were in the bubble. You were, you've yeah. been with the team for a while. Huh. Did you do an all-star game?
1: I've done three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm an NBA all-star DJ. Oh, man. I mean, there. If we could go down, I don't know if I can pick one. Have
0: you met LeBron at all? Talk to him. I have. <laughs> what was we, You know
1: that? Yeah, I have.
0: No, you don't know like...
1: that? Oh yeah, I didn't know if you're messing with me. It was in the. Bubble. I
0: assumed you might have, but yeah,
1: in the bubble. Yeah, we we like we lived all we lived in the same neighborhood. All of us so, like yeah. walking to breakfast in the morning. LeBron and AD would bike ride. You're like morning, La. LeBron, morning, AD. Like, What's up, DJ? I'm like hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's weird. Like, it's just like, because they're humans, but then, like, we don't get those interactions.
0: Well, you grow and, up watching them on TV. Yeah. For so long. I feel like I feel like someone like Giannis, you almost came up with a little bit, and you've been in that organization before he really made yeah. it big. So probably not starstruck at all when you see him, but a, a LeBron or something like that biking right by you, that must have been.
1: It took a little while to get used to that yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, no, I got to, yeah, I got to meet him in the bubble. Um, I have, a, like, some... Um, some just goofy stories because the guys are humans. Like I said, like that and that really like brought me down to earth. Is we watch them and they're superstars without a a doubt. But like to reiterate what I said, they're humans. Um, I had some funny Jimmy interactions in the bubble, and I think the world of that guy. Even if he whooped up on us, it's like like I said, what was
0: he doing in the bubble?
1: Pushing his coffee. <laughs> yeah. Big face, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just fun, and I I enjoyed DJing for Jimmy um in the bubble because he has such an eclectic taste in music. And um whether or not he knows it, he just inspired me to play different music. And then I got some love from TNT. Brian Anderson and C Webb gave me a shout out during uh, when the Lakers beat um the Trailblazers in the first round of playoffs that year. And I got some love on TNT because. And I attribute it to Jimmy inspiring me to play different music.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I read something recently. Didn't Jimmy get really into country music to piss his teammates off or something and then just stuck?
1: I don't know if what the reasoning was, but he does love country. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Honchella. Yes. What's up with that? Amazing. Has Ian ever showed up on time to a meeting? Absolutely. You're such a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that guy's been on time for anything in his life. Um, do, what is Honechella? Tell the, tell everyone listening.
1: I think it's going to be an incredible experience on the Milwaukee river.
0: What What's happening?
1: Everything. It's something, it's a, a brainchild. Um, I, I, so Ian works for Light the Hone. It will, Ian is Light the Hone.
0: Ian, right? Ian is Light the
1: Home. Ian is Light the
0: Hey everyone. It's your host Richie Burke. And I wanted to mention a couple things real quick. One, I want to thank our sponsor, Central Standard Distillery, for their support of the show. We've still got a few weeks, maybe a month, maybe a couple months left of summer. Who really knows in Wisconsin? But if you have not checked out their rooftop at the craft house yet, I'm not sure if there's a better place to grab a cocktail in Milwaukee. And if you're just looking to enjoy a cocktail, look out for their products. They got their Dockside Whiskey, my personal favorite, their Door County Cherry Vodka. And they've also got some really good ready pour mixers. I had the Moscow Mule over the weekend. Really good. So thank you to Central Standard Distillery. Second thing is that we appreciate Apple reviews. So if you do leave a review in the month of August and drop your email address or Instagram handle just at the end of that review, we monitor those. We'll reach out directly and send you something to show our appreciation helping get this show off the ground doesn't take long, so feel free to pause right now and go do that. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Let's get back to the show with DJ Shauna. Oh, what shell, what date is it?
1: August 17th. It's a Thursday. And um, there's a couple different ways people really can honestly like get involved. One, um, they can be on my boat and we're throwing a huge party on my boat. Tickets are 175. This is a fundraiser to help start um to light the east side of the hone. So we can balance out the It bridge. would be
0: nice to like both sides of I the bridge. I think it'd
1: be amazing. Yeah. 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 Right. It's like started the group project. Now we got to finish it.
0: Yeah. I agree. If people want to, is it just honchella.com or would?
1: Yeah. Honchella.com. And then if you have a boat and you want to be involved, you can um, essentially a la a gala or gala. I don't know which I've heard twice pronounced differently today. Um, you can get your boat in and put whatever you want on the boat, whomever you want on the boat and be a part of it. But we're going to literally have like a boat parade uh, down the river. Um, And I think it's going to be a really great experience. And that's um, something we were kind of pushing for. Uh, It was this idea came from Nate uh, Vomhoff. I refer to him
0: Whole oh yeah. Night. Six drone photographer, drone Nate. Nate. I yeah. Call
1: drone Nate. Yeah. And so drone Nate and I have very similar tastes in music and what we, we like as humans. Uh, I say that cause I'm a DJ. Um, he's not a drone, but you know, so
0: <laughs> he's a human being <laughs> who's very human. good at flying a drone. around. Amazing.
1: Me. Yes. And so, um, one day he shared with me a YouTube video of Tiesto during COVID, um, in New York at the edge, DJing a full production um, amazing set. And Nate's like, we should do this in Milwaukee. I was like, that's a great idea. And so I called Ian. <laughs> I said, Ian, I have a crazy idea. We want to DJ a full production on a rooftop, on a boat, doesn't matter. Uh, we want to do this. And he's like, crazy, because uh, tomorrow we're going to start talking about our, our Light the Hone yearly event. And that's how this all came to fruition. Nice. And now, Honchella. 2023 is on August 17th. That's it. I'm I'm hoping we can get people involved, get people out. It's also Milwaukee Downtown's Employee Appreciation Week. There's going to be a lot happening on the Riverwalk. There are um, places that have uh, views of the home that are having watch parties. Some are ticketed. I think one might be free. But there's so many ways to kind of get involved and be a part of this. We're throwing like a huge party throughout the whole city. And then want to know the best part? What? This is what Nate and I are really excited about. So this is like not on the website, but um, so Nate's going to drone video the whole thing. I'm going to have my guy, Jose Castillo, on the boat doing video. And then we're going to, Jose going to edit it to about what we're hoping is a 30 to 45 minute set so that we can have our own version on YouTube to um, music that we have the copyright to use. So it'll be all um, independent artists from a vibe that we're trying to create yeah. to show off the city that we really like genuinely love. So it's going to be, I think, pretty, um, pretty great. I don't want to say Epic cause everyone uses Epic and I don't use Epic cause I think Epic is, you gotta have it. And I'm hoping that it's Epic. I can't guarantee, I want it to be Epic.
0: Sounds pretty Epic. Thanks. Are you coming? I'd love to. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> nice. Can you invite your friends? We'll we'll be there. Okay. August seventeenth. Yeah, yeah, to support you and Ian. Thank you. And Drone Nate. And Drone Nate. Nate. Drone. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there.
1: <laughs> Nate's like, so you call me Drone Nate now? I was like, well, because you know I'm DJ Shauna, and you're Drone Nate. It Why just, wouldn't you want
0: to be called Drone Nate? No, he he's likes. Good it. at it.
1: He he's great at it. Yeah. He's a pharmacist full time by day.
0: That's a that's a rare combo. Yeah, I feel.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, and like player. pharmacist that's Nate true. doesn't flow like Drone Nate.
0: No. Right. Sounds much less exciting. Exactly. (laughs) I don't know if I'd want to hang out with pharmacist Nate, drone Nate on the other hand. Right. You don't know what you're going to get. Don't know what you're going to get. Could he be a robot? I don't know. Maybe. Um, All right. Let's move to the standard five. Five quick questions sponsored by Central Standard Distillery. You got it. If you could spend a day with one person. You. Dead or alive. I know. That's not the answer. You know much cooler people than me. Um, <laughs> dead or alive, who would it be?
1: Oh, my grandma Lillian, my great-grandma. I'm picking her because I got more questions I didn't get to ask enough.
0: Did you ever get to meet her?
1: Yeah. I had three great-grandparents par- great in my lifetime. Really? Isn't that crazy? That's cool. Yeah. Thanks. I'm enamored with learning stories and sharing stories and like where I come from and who made me. Like I think it's cool. Yeah. So my great grandma, Lillian. That's what the that's why I have lilies all over me.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Thanks. Nice. Thank you. Um, who's your favorite Milwaukee buck of all time who hasn't been on the roster in the last five years?
1: It's gotta be Brandon Jennings.
0: Oh, I love that answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bucks and six? Are you kidding me? Like, how do you tell a prophecy like that? Let's yeah. let's
0: get him on the pod. I was probably more excited when he got drafted than I ever have been yeah. when anyone got drafted. Yeah. Yeah. And then he dropped 55 as eighth, ninth game out. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he was just laying the foundation.
0: He did. Mm-hmm. I loved when they brought him back a yeah. few years ago. It was yeah. like a send off.
1: Well, he came, he was there for championship stuff.
0: Well, he was there. He, he was, was actually on the team like two years before that though. Oh,
1: you're for right. a quick stint. You're right. Yeah. Yep.
0: But That's yeah, I, 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 love how, I love how I love how they brought him back for the championship stuff too.
1: Yeah, he was banging on the drum as tip off was going bucks and six. Yeah,
0: I think he was going to come on here if they didn't get knocked out early. Uh, yeah, yeah, Brandon, well, Brandon Williams. I don't know if you know him. You mm-hmm. will. Yeah, yeah, he was him. Those two are going to come on. So I'm hope, hopeful to get B Jennings on here someday. There you go. He's the best. Big fan of that guy. Great answer. Thank two, you. two good answers in a row. Uh, number three. Right. Who, who is the most famous person in your contacts? Richie Burke. sucking up to everyone today <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't i'm my mom go with Giannis. <laughs> i actually don't have Giannis's number the masses
0: yeah I was, got you, you got the, you got the high I got end i like to get him on here sometime <laughs> too um what's your dream dj and gig
1: oh honchella 2023 I'm too PR trained. I'm sorry, Richie. I'm I'm trying to
0: get you off track a little bit.
1: (laughs) Um, I've dreamed. Is there
0: one stage you'd love to be on or one event that you would love to.
1: Yeah. You want to know a dream? Yeah. Um, Stevie Oakey has a really cool documentary and he shut down the city, uh, streets in New York and that it's where he's lived. He's like kept an apartment there. I want to, I know we have the night market. We have all these amazing festivals But I want to do that, like whether it's branded DJ Shauna or Dare to Be, I want to, I want to do that. I want to do it in my way, whether that's like some sort of branded, thoughtful, musically curated, like what do I embody? Like when you think of me, what is it? What do you hear that like? Because like, that's how my brain works. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah, that'd be really cool.
1: Thanks. That's my dream. Love it. I've never shared that with anybody.
0: We we'll, should take good care of that. We'll chop up a nice clip Thanks. of it, so we can. We can <laughs> I'm get, very we can, serious. We can that. manifest that out. I there.
1: haven't. I haven't shared that, but I. I mean that. But that is, is really
0: cool. I think you could Thanks. pull it off.
1: Thanks. I hope yeah. so.
0: What, what What else you got? You got the. You want your song to be the theme song, the one shining moment of women's basketball. Yeah, you but want to shut down allowed Milwaukee.
1: To say that, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want to shut down Milwaukee? What, what other big things?
1: I think if you you want to get real, I'm. I would love to find a way to continue to grow my brand, to keep um, expanding outside of Milwaukee and Wisconsin um, as a DJ, but also from a like a dare to be standpoint in, in what I try to embody, to continue to sort of not only tell my story, but I think uh, share the city that I love in the way that I wanna, I don't know, do it, whether that's through music or speaking. Um, but that's always been the next piece in my, um, DJ career was basketball. I figured out how to travel. I didn't figure it out. It just, it was kind of a byproduct. You got too Yes. And so that's what I've been trying to figure out how, and I'm, I'm grateful because I get to travel right now throughout the country, women's final four and, um, you know, other really great events. So I'd like to DJ in Olympics. Um, but how can I, how can I start doing, doing stuff? You know, like, does that help? Can yeah. Do this with my hands?
0: Yeah. Okay. Very good demonstration of where you want to go on a map. Right. All over the place. So your clothing line? Yeah. Dare to be. Yep. Your two singles are titled, I Won't Give Up and Heart of the Fi- Heart of a Fighter. Yes. Very inspirational. Where, where does all that come from?
1: Thanks. Um, my gut reaction right now, I don't think I've ever been asked that, is I want to be somebody that I think I needed and wanted as a kid and even right now. Um, I just want to be a good person. Um, I want to leave this world a little bit of a better place. And um, I know I'm not for everybody. Uh, I I get that. And I've learned that. And I've come to terms with that. Um, I'm not perfect. I'm not always happy. I have bad days. But I think, again, being an athlete taught me so much. And we have a choice every day on how we show up and who we show up as. And so I just want to keep inspiring. And um, people that might look at me and identify with something that I am or how I look or who I am when um, it or feel something, maybe they're a basketball player and trying to find the next chapter, I don't know, former athlete. But I think stories matter. Otherwise, this your, your job wouldn't matter. And it matters a lot. And um, I think that's the part is music tells a lot of really good stories. And so um, I just want to be be a good person.
0: You're doing a great thanks, job of that.
1: Thanks, Richie. Yeah. Thanks for thinking. It means a lot.
0: I'm, I'm not trying to be. No, I mean, you right make like a huge thing. impact on the city and I know you've, you've brightened up a lot of people's days through your work and what you do. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it and appreciate you coming on today.
1: Anytime. Thanks for having me. It's nice to, to see you and I'm proud of you and congratulations on the new studio and everything and I'm excited to follow your adventure. So thank you.
0: Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Of course. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Milwaukee Uncut. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a huge favor and subscribe to the show and write a review. That helps us get more ears on these episodes and these great Milwaukee stories. Also, just a reminder that this podcast is sponsored by Central Standard Distillery. And it's in partnership with On Milwaukee and produced by Storymark Studios, storymarkstudios.io.